Hey y'all, it's Monica. Get ready for some fun with Robbie the Fire on this Deep Dives exclusive. It's fast paced and super fun as I lay down some deep truths about creative persons, AOC, George Soros, the Zuck, on Robbie, and to his credit, he was open to all that and more. Unfortunately, my mom's internet crapped out about 25 minutes in, and I've even mentioned to you that her internet totally rots, so I should have rescheduled when I realized I was gonna be at her house, but I was so excited to talk to Robbie that I took the chance. Anyway, we did get about uh, halfway through uh, before I left him high and dry, but he took it in stride and rescheduled right away. If you're listening to this in real time, like as soon as it drops, that's it's dropping on Tuesday into my feed, July 26th, Wednesday, July 27th at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Robbie the Fire's YouTube channel. He is going to have me on live. So if you want to hear the second part of this show and you've tuned in in time, you can catch it live on Robbie the Fire's YouTube channel Wednesday, July 27th at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. But for now, listen up to this one. It's part one. Super fun. Hope you love it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Run Your Mouth podcast. We're here in the middle of the afternoon for a breaking news update. We don't do a lot of breaking news updates, but today we're going to do it with uh, Monica Perez. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Robbie. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to keep up on the news, and it's just so preposterous that a lot of times I just want to tune it out, but occasionally something <laughs> makes me laugh so hard that I have to dig into it a little bit. So, so today, yeah, today I, was, I'll uh, kick it off. We had yeah. uh, we got to watch AOC get fake arrested. <laughs> and then her excuse was so what she did was she supposedly got arrested and she walked with her hands behind her back like she was a big threat and they handcuffed her. And then she gave a like, you know, power to the people sign with her uncuffed hand. And her <laughs> her answer was like, basically, hey, Whitey, you think I was faking it, but we know that's how you don't get shot. You know. Hands up, don't shoot, put your hand behind your back. That's the way to do it. That's how they, t- they teach us in the Bronx. But she moved out of the Bronx when she was five. Like, I think people know a lot of the basics about her. Like I say, right. I'm not from Brooklyn. I'm from upstate, like not very far upstate. I still got the accent a little bit, but, you know, I grew up upstate. That was every nice kid uh, that I met in high school, not even high school, it was grade school. They all like to say, yo, I'm from Philly. And they were some nice Jewish kid from a rich suburb of Philly. But they all put it on a little bit like they were hood. You have to. I even, I mean, it only recently, like even in my age, I was like, you know what? I'm not really from Brooklyn. Like I have eight <laughs> brothers and sisters who are all from Brooklyn and they think I'm from upstate. So my cousins are like, let's meet some lumberjacks. I'm like, it's Rockland County. Like I can see the city from here, <laughs> but it's right. not the city. And she grew up in Westchester, but her They've they've actually scrubbed some of the stuff about what she's what her real story is. What do you mean? There's more footage of her dancing in college? No, there's actually a YouTube video, which I just tweeted this second of her in 2011, 2011. So that's before her whole like had to save her family waitressing for minimum wage, which isn't even possible. I have a lot of holes to punch in her waitressing story (laughs) because I was a waitress but she's doing this thing like, oh, this is the startup I did. I'm, uh, I work for this incubator and I made, 
I make um, books about, you know, showing the positive side of the Bronx. She's extremely well-spoken. She graduated fourth in her class in BU. Wait, and, so she's I mean, actually smart? Yeah, fourth in her class in BU. Think about that. You know how big BU is? I couldn't even get into BU. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's why I was like, really? Wow. And then uh, she interned for Ted Kennedy when she was there. She did a TED Talk, I think, in 2011, the year she graduated. So then how does she do such a good job of coming off dumb and smart at the same time? Uh, I don't know, but I will say another person who I called a created person like this is Stacey Abrams. And her majors were uh, acting and science. And I feel like they teach them how to act. I think uh, I always thought maybe they were deciding whether to make Stacey Abrams a politician or like the next Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like I think they, cause she took science, you know what I mean? Uh, like I she's, think they, Stacey Abrams is that smart also? Yeah. She's super smart. Oh my gosh. You should see her internship. She like worked for the state department. She worked for Kissinger. She was in Russia at Yukos oil. She um, did a Salzburg internship. She's like ridiculous. Like, and I could never get one of those internships. She's off so the charts. Let's take a step back and go uh, define what you mean by created person. So this is what I mean. There are people who I think they pick from really young age and it, I finally like understand. Disney. Creepy Disney shit, like when they had Britney Spears and the other ones yes. like in the little Mickey Mouse club. Yes. And that's what I think, like many are called, but few are chosen. I think they they get a lot of them and then a few rise to the top. I mean, Fidel Castro wrote a letter to FDR when he was 12. And they say that he was a create, you know, I think that's like the original created person. And in this case, even like James Comey, got when he was 17 he testified so convincingly against an innocent man that they the ramsey rapist that they had to pay that guy like three million dollars and i think like at that moment he must have run into some fbi agent who was like wow this kid's a sociopath like we could use we could use a guy like jim <laughs> you know? and and they and they pick people like that and i i wouldn't so, so for parents yeah. with kids, uh, how would you advise that they can get on the CIA's radar for these great positions? I have actually an answer for that. Both <laughs> of these kids, both AOC and Stacey Abrams did these summer programs or high school programs that were tailored to people uh, of color of their particular persuasion. I think Stacey Abrams was African American. So first you got to paint your kids. So, right. So you, well, well, you're much better off if you're just a super well-educated um, upper middle class or whatever, like graduate school or higher parents, like their parents were. And uh, then you can funnel them into these schools where they don't do it to like give you a hand up because they'd much rather have these kids who already have a leg up on your regular inner city kids. And they just use them. I kind of feel like it's carpet bagging. Like they use them to go and get the vote in the inner city. They just exploit them. And then they have to probably teach them how to like what Harry Reid said about Obama, like teach them how to speak in the dialect. That's maybe where the acting comes in. For AOC and stuff, because that was not her. She grew up in Westchester. Her dad was an architect. Oh, so you're saying she would never even have the Latin or Bronx accent that sometimes she puts on at times. I don't think so. It's like when I make fun of my mother. My mother's downstairs. It sounds like she's from Brooklyn. <laughs> I could do it in a second, but I'm not from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so easy. To do well, it. if there's any accent in the world not to put on, it's that one. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's great for her. And the thing problem is I can only use it when I'm actually saying things she says. Right. Because it just if, doesn't work. Otherwise. If you get drunk and start complaining about things, does that accent come out? <laughs> I Well, actually, people put me up to like, do your mom, do your mom. <laughs> I guess it never gets old. But I think uh, uh, Sandy from the block is just doing, you know, her aunts or whatever. 
Okay, so let's build the story. So you got AOC. She's a young kid, rich parents. They send her to what kind of summer programs do you get like recruited at or spotted? Well, with her, the only one I could find, it was uh, some Hispanic thing. I didn't, I, I could find the name of it. But, and then in 2017, they gave her like, uh, you know, X or whatever, alum of the year. And so she had that one. Stacey Abrams had a, uh, a Telluride program, which is really exclusive. But- for, uh, a couple of other created persons would be Zuckerberg, Lady Gaga, um, Sergey Brin, and this guy, um, D'Angelo, I forget his name, who started Quora. Those four people were in a Johns Hopkins program called the Center for Talented Youth. And likewise- Sounds like some X-Men shit. Yeah, it sounds like, exactly. It sounds like that you're there to learn, but actually it was started as a place to study hyper-intelligent young people. So if you could get a 1200 on your SAT in seventh grade- you could get into this. And I like, knew kids in that yeah. thing. I remember they used to give yeah. us like uh, those tests. Yeah, uh, had to take the test in seventh grade. It's for that. And and Zuckerberg's mother, you see very little about her. I believe she was a psychiatrist. So I feel like you really can't find anything about her. And I feel like she's he probably, like Jesus? He doesn't even really have a mom or a dad? Uh, he has parents. I mean, he does seem like Data. I literally <laughs> think Data is more believable as a human being from Star Trek. But I think... I went down that rabbit hole with Zuckerberg because I believe he was a classics major and he transferred to Exeter as a junior in high school. And as a person who's transferred as a junior to Harvard, like I, there were only two people that year who transferred and, uh, or at least that's like a norm. And it's so unusual. And to transfer as a junior to Exeter in high school, I think that would be harder actually, because Exeter- What is Exeter? Exeter is the number one private high school in the country. It's a it's super private. You live there and uh, it's extremely elite, very hard to get into. And I read from reading John Taylor Gatto, who you're probably familiar with. He's like an education guy, kind of cracked the code. He resigned from educating in a letter to the Wall Street Journal saying, we're diseducating our children. And he was like, Teacher of the Year, he's a great guy, really interesting stuff. But he had pointed out that there was, um, like, there's only a limited number of high schools for something like that, where 80% of the senators come from Ooh, and send their kids to. And so you're not learning anything in college. So I went to community college. I dropped out of high school, and they, like, gave me a scholarship to Harvard. And now they get to say that, like, they let people like me into Harvard. But I didn't know how to get a job getting out of there. I didn't know how to – I couldn't – you know, I could barely feed myself. I didn't know how to dress. And I was like – and I didn't learn anything. I'm like, why would you give me a Harvard degree? I only been here for two years. I don't know anything. And I realized because the real that, that's why I looked at Obama, Obama's Obama was this really exclusive private high school. And that's where they actually learn like the rhetoric and how to persuade people. And that's what that's where they get that. So like that Center for Talented Youth would be one that would be open for everyone. But you have to be able to pass that test. And of course, like I could never get my kids in there. I'm sure they do a check. I always uh, I, I try and pay this forward to any parents that have their kids going to college. And I told this to my younger cousins. They didn't believe me. The ultimate hack is if you can go to a community college and get a 4.0, which is easier than being at, like uh, doing the PSA, uh, the pre-college, whatever that was called in, yeah. in high school, whatever those courses were. Going to community college and having a four, it needs to be a 4.0. Like you need to have yeah, a 4.0. Oh yeah. And I worked six nights a week as a waitress. That's why I know that AOC is full of it. I knew right, right. away. I was like, oh, because you're like, that's crap. not, but if you I can... went to school for seven years, I waitress for seven years while going, I dropped out of high school, went to college. You know, that was my story, is what her story. That's why I could call bullshit on it because I was like, I, that's right. Because you're like, that's actually what I did. You don't but... make minimum wage and wages things. 
it's a genius move just to pay it forward and then we can get into how full oh, of yeah, shit absolutely. AOC is. It was great. And I learned more in the community college than what? I did in Harvard. Than Harvard? Yes, because in community college, I had a class with 10 people. The teacher was engaged. Like these are people who are teaching. Whereas at Harvard, you have to publish. A lot of times the people who are teaching you are the TAs. So these are students. These aren't even teachers, really. They're graduate students. It was good. They were smart. And if I had been more savvy, I would have gotten more out of it. But right. as a high school dropout, community college was a little more up my alley. I mean, I was smart, but I wasn't educated or particularly good at learning. So the other thing is uh, not only is it easier to get into the elite schools, you end up going basically for at least half off because you got two years of credits. And then the college standards that apply to they all like have to reject kids so that they can keep up the rankings. But that doesn't apply for transfers. Yeah. So it's much easier to get oh, in yeah. on a transfer. And they paid for me. They gave me a full scholarship for those two years and they accepted all of my credits. Yeah, that's it's it's the it's the greatest hack that no one tells yeah. you. Do kids, if you're listening right now, do all the drugs you want in high school, be a bad kid. Drop, drop out. Drop out. Yeah, just go to community college for two years. You're not gonna learn anything anyways. Do what you're interested in, get the 4.0, then get your dumb degree from the other places, a signal that you can do it, and then go live your life. But getting and back, your story is fantastic. Like then you have this oh, AOC yeah. story. I have that story. <laughs> I'm not really doing much with it, but I have the story. <laughs> You're killing the game. So I want to talk uh, about, uh, what's his name for a second? Uh, Dad over there. What's his name? Uh, Zuckerberg. Oh, so yes. So mm -hmm. who made him? Is that like the deep state was like, we're going to need this social media platform? And so, so what, they built what? it. Yeah. The way I figured it for him and, you know, I you, I looked as deep into him as I could and there just a lot of the stuff is gone. And even the AOC stuff I used to have is gone. But with him, the way I figured it out, the reason I even went down this path is that when he was testifying before Congress, he had all the answers. He had all the answers and he wasn't looking. And I was like, damn. I knew somebody who was interviewing for the CIA or had a friend who was interviewing the CIA. And she said they go for either someone who knows Russian or someone who's a history major because history majors have to memorize facts. And that's the most important thing. You can't write things down. You can't read them. And I thought this guy, I don't know if he's any good at engineering or computers or anything, but he, his skill is that he's memorizing this stuff. So then I looked into it. That's when I went down the rabbit hole because I was like, Mm -mm. And then I saw he had been a classics major and that you really have to understand language and be able to memorize passages and everything like that. But he Read. seems like the most unlikable, like if you, I don't know if you saw the CEO of TikTok got grilled by um, Ted Cruz and he was so handsome. I was like, I believe this guy. And he was pulling a great trick where Ted Cruz is basically asking him, well, you guys China, like you don't look at the data but like you hand it off to these people and then what's to keep china and like he just did the best job of not answering them the point i'm getting at is there's people out there that seem to be really smooth salespeople. zucker pants doesn't strike me like one of them like if i was trying to recruit just a charming guy to be the face of it would be jack dorsey yeah sooner than sooner yeah <laughs> right. uh, yes that's what i'm saying he was a model right so i think that they have different people filling different roles you have your asshole you have Elon Musk. So one time I looked up like the Do 10... you think they really just cast this? Like the, the CIA creates these things and they literally cast individuals to be the face of it and pretend like they created it? I think it's a little um a little more his fractal the right. It's a little more um 
not random, but the way they do scenarios, like the 2010 Rockefeller Foundation thing did the four scenarios of what would you, how do we get technology to every person on earth, depending on what the world is like, if it's going to be fractured, if it's going to be united, if it's going to be um, uh, prosperous, if it's going to be poor. And one of them ended up being the SPARS 2017 document about the uh, pandemic. So like, I, they didn't know which one of those four scenarios that they were going to unroll. Cause you, are you familiar with that document from 2010 Rockefeller foundation? It's called like the technology, um, how to implement technology in, um, any of these futures. So they have these real deep state guys. Like I think the guy who invented Siri at the Stanford research Institute, which is what Siri stands for was the one who, uh, did this scenario thing. And then he also did the sparse thing. So they do the scenarios to see what to do. Like, I think Ted Cruz, Tom, uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were always, all three of them were okay with the establishment. Those were the three scenarios. And they just wanted to see which way it would break. Could you get the obnoxious, polarizing Christian right guy to win who was born in Canada and couldn't have had American citizenship. So there'll be like a constitutional crisis. That's a good choice. Trump, we can, you know, he's obnoxious and that'll be, he'll, we'll do some Russian collusion thing or Hillary has illegal immigrants and everybody hates her. Like any of those three would have worked as a disruptive force with a questionable election. And it's just those are scenarios. And I think they pick them. And likewise, I think many are called into these programs. I mean, these programs have 15, 20, 100 people a summer or a month in the summer. And they just see the one who rises to the top, probably the ones who are really smart, but also good actors, I would think. And very like non-existent morals, I think, is important. So let's make a quick run through uh, and then we can get a little bit more back to AOC. So some of the big names that are all casted into these parts, we've got Zuckerberg, social media. And so, well, let's break that, that one down. So the CIA wants a social media company and they can't I, launch it. So they have him launch it. I think uh, I, I looked into like the top 10 big tech billionaires and like eight of them had had I could take one or two degrees of separation to military intelligence. As far as Facebook and Zuckerberg, the day that Facebook started, the CIA's um, life log, which was the basically exact same thing, shut down. CIA put one up there and people weren't using it. So they literally shut it down the day that Facebook, you can look it up. It's uh, okay. fairly well known in like conspiranoid circles. But so, so maybe having the Uber nerd, I mean, I'd have to go back and look. I mean, it's quite possible that data was actually really popular right at the time that they picked Zuckerberg. You know what I mean? Like it could have been that he, they just like to use archetypes or stereotypes that are already planted in your brain. And it was probably pretty credible. You know, they wanted somebody who looked like a computer to, to, I get it. And then it's maybe I don't know. And it's a win for you. They show up and they go, listen, you're going to take credit for this thing. And uh, when we tell you to do something, you're going to do it. Or maybe like he's kind of Aspergery or whatever and doesn't really um, isn't that savvy when it comes to that. So people can be taken advantage of even if they're smart. So who knows? I don't know anything about the twins who were in that movie against him. That he, They said that, it, that Facebook was their idea. Um, I forget their name, but the who Winkle, knows? Isn't it the yes. Winklevosses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are stealing all my crypto on Gemini, but I'm too lazy to get myself a wallet. Yeah, well, yeah, they I, found I've a different name with like the that. CIA. <laughs> yeah, so right, so maybe they were going to be the ones, right? And then it didn't like they just didn't have the charisma or something, or the lack of charisma. You know, maybe people are too charismatic, and what you really want, like when Fauci flubbed throwing out the ball, 
If he were right. good at baseball, he wouldn't look like a nerd. Right. Okay. So who are some of the other, cause I, you know, the only other person that ever mentioned this to me and I was fascinated when he said it, but I was like, I know nothing about this, but in conversation, Sam Tripoli has dropped this one on me more than once going like Bill Gates. Uh, and the big names were Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. He also said were, uh, he didn't use the term manufactured people, but he was created also saying persons, like, yeah, yeah the, uh, or created persons. He, But he was saying like, you think Jeff Bezos really sat down and figured out this great company? It's like, no, he, I forgot what the lineage was, but he was like, it was His, basically handed he was to him. Basically, Grant, he was basically um, raised or was close to his grandfather, who was, I believe, like the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency. Like he was, okay. a, I mean, so military, especially the atomic stuff was like the, the mother of big tech, like big tech. That's why it's all in California. It's all big tech and big defense and stuff are kind of a continuum. And and even Bezos will say, I looked for a garage apartment so I could say that I started this company in the garage. Oh, you know, like, so, so he they, never, that was just literally he was writing an origin story. Yes. And he admits it because it's obvious. And what's the deal with Gates? Because they say with Gates that like his dad was uh, um, anti people and involved in like uh, abortions. Like, yeah, the Gates thing, uh, first of all, like, I don't know. I think it was through his mother's connections that he got this like ridiculous contract with IBM to start this thing up. And I think he, I think similar to like Zuckerberg and Winklevoss, he, I believe he took like open source software and just patented it like a jerk. I think that was his thing. But the dad, he said, I saw this clip in the James Corbett did a good bio of Gates in video form. And there was a clip where he said, and it's hard to really understand the way he said it, but that his father basically ran Planned Parenthood. But the time frame that he was giving was before Planned Parenthood. It was before Roe versus Wade. So obviously his father was big into eugenics and population control. And he said that most important thing to his parents was population control. And then his first foundation with Melinda was the center for population control. So that's been his thing. Like he was raised on that similar to George Soros went to London school of economics. And I believe he studied under Karl Popper, who has this idea of tribalism, having to eradicate tribalism. And I think they actually are starting it just to eradicate it. And Soros said that he got rich so he could implement Popper's plans. And then if you look at how Soros got rich, he got rich by uh, front running the pound. Okay, so he, he got rich by, he says he watched the waves of currency and how currency worked. And then he knew what trades to make because he just got the rhythm down. But when you're talking about a currency, there, somebody knows the answers to that. That isn't a random, you know, like governments make policy choices. Okay. Like there was a big LIBOR scandal where they saw, you know, they, they could see the interest rates changing in advance by tiny amounts and tiny amounts can make you a lot, a lot of money. And it didn't get a lot of press, but it was the biggest financial scandal in history. I, I have right. to assume by, by, you know, in dollars was the LIBOR scandal. And I, so I always wonder if Soros was also a created person when he was working for the Nazis, he said when he was 14 and you're not supposed to say that, but he said it himself. I mean, that's when you pick them. That's when you what see like, this Nazi does not have morals. He, I guess they had people in the ghettos who were Jews and would 
you know, run errands or collect stuff or take property was the story with him was that supposedly he confiscated people's property. I don't remember hearing him say that, so but I have words, heard him say the other, other thing. And, right, I, and that, I think that's now, here, well established. Here's an interesting contradictory idea. So you, you take a, a Soros, you got Soros and he's uh, he's he's the devil. Right. He's selling out the Jews that and he's Jewish and he's confiscating their wealth. And then he leaves with some money. But then you end up with a bit of a contradiction here, which is so then he goes to London and he takes on this idea of how he can make the world a better place. And the deep state or whoever that cabal is likes the way he handles himself. And they go, all right, we're going to give you the insider trading on currency so that you can amass all this wealth and implement this plan. But like if he was, I guess, inherently evil, why would he buy into this idea of poppers of like, I would see the reducing tribalism or whatever. I think that's what you said was the issue is being like, uh, you know, a dumb idea, but like to some, like there's some socialists who are evil that they push it because they just want it as a front of a way of selling their evil. And then there's other people that are dumb and kind of believe it. So to like, does he actually have a full, like a guiding philosophy there that he thinks makes the world a better place or well, I, I would say that what they like is this world control. I'm, I think I'm having connection problems. What's up, everybody? Hopefully Monica comes back, but uh, hopefully we don't have uh, additional connection problems. You know, the summer months, sometimes all the power ends up going to your heater. I mean, your air conditioner. And so the, the next thing you know, you're getting kicked off of shows. There's no energy to control your bandwidth. All right. I was literally just rambling and wasting time till uh, you can come back. So uh, you're in the middle of talking about uh, uh, Soros' <laughs> guiding philosophy. Um, I'm sorry. You know, usually the connection issues are on my end. You guys don't see it during a uh, part of the problem. You just see a fully put together show courtesy of Brian Mackey, our wizard behind the scene, our producer extraordinaire and usually i'm at fault for bad connections in this case uh it's nice to be the one with the good connection who gets to go hey it's this other person's fault that uh wait oh monica's still here are you still there i don't know <laughs> we might have to uh, you know we might have to tease a part two which is always fun that you know now people know that there's fake people out there every time they walk into a corporation they don't know is this a real ceo fake ceo is Walmart just run by the CIA? Do they do they go into Afghanistan, take over the heroin trade and Walmart at the same time to make sure that they can amass all the world's wealth? Who knows? All right. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. You know, we'll uh, appreciate the support. Appreciate everyone came out for Summer Porch Store. Uh, and I have other announcements. But, you know, I like to organize those for the solo pods. I usually don't do plugs when we have guests on. So that's it. I'm just rambling. Bye.